0: Typically, we are already playing with toys. <laughs> the studio, Rick Broida is in the house, and when Rick is here, it's uh, boys and their toys. And uh, we are having a, a ball playing with something that he brought back from CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. We're gonna, matter of fact, we're gonna work on seeing if we can get. The, we took a little video of this and see if we can post it. It is this remarkable. Uh, drone that we'll talk about in just a second. But Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Shane Hamlin are in studio here as well. As Rick, guys, thank you very much for joining us. It's great
1: to be here, and obviously you don't want to miss the the weekend that Rick's coming, no, no, especially never. after CES. Oh, bringing oh, back all the toys oh. that he found and the very yeah. cool things that we're going to be talking
0: about. This is kind today. of an out-of-season Santa coming back with all sorts of goodies. <laughs> Late Christmas. That certainly is. You've been traveling far and wide, haven't you, sir, as well?
2: I have. I just got back from CES where I got see all the cool stuff as you mentioned uh, before that i was lucky enough to spend a week in paris with my family which was just a oh, spectacular trip uh, i cannot recommend that destination highly enough i was oh. in paris uh, one year during the holidays and isn't it beautiful oh beautiful oh, uh it was a little chilly definitely yeah, but uh um, you know what there's so much yeah. beauty everywhere you look yeah. it's just extraordinary
3: yeah
0: it's something else And have you traveled you haven't gone to europe have you
3: no, my daughter has. And the first thing she said when she got um, off the train uh, from London to Paris was how much the country smelled of um, um, urine.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, in oh, winter, it probably the, wouldn't be that, that way. That was the train. Yes, that was show, the train. Yeah. I'm yeah.
0: sorry. <laughs> Did not have that experience. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. that was... it's, it's funny. When you read about stories about medieval times, that was the one of the benefits of winter. <laughs> A lot of that stuff yeah. <laughs> was, was not that odor. wasn't it, in the air. Shane, have you ever traveled uh, to Europe?
4: Uh, you know, uh, so. not your
0: question. Okay, no. <laughs>
4: Uh, a lot of Mexico.
0: <laughs> all right. Yes. Yeah.
4: I, I sell to the border. Lots of times. That's my. That's my I ride. have
0: too. I have uh, traveled a lot, extensively in Latin America, but never in in Europe. And I love to. My daughters have, and have been, in matter of fact, in Paris on on quite a number of occasions. And I would love to see the city of lights. So you've had a lo- you've had some adventures. Speaking of adventures, we should acknowledge, by the way, something that just happened. Uh, that is today the uh, first of all the SpaceX launch.
1: That's right. Yeah, they're putting up what ten?
0: Ten satellites. Ten the Iridium satellites. satellite system apparently is going to be a brand new uh, kind of a network that's going to cover the world for literally cover the world for communications now. And uh, there's so there's two things there that that's, this new network is up, but also that um, and this was uh, Tesla, and, and
1: uh, well. Um, Musk, anyway,
0: um, yeah. Elon Musk. Pardon me, the man who is the be- you know, the person behind Tesla, uh, was the one who finally got this off the ground. They had had a, had a, an accident on the platform. Uh, back in last September, and the uh, rocket had blown up. But not only did they uh, succeed to deploy these ten uh, satellites, but it also the the second stage came back and landed perfectly, yep. vertically, vertically
3: on, on, a barge. A, on a barge on a barge in the
0: Pacific that's Ocean. That's swelling
3: up and down and left and right, and it was able to land. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You've watched those obviously before. It's I, I have. How fast they come in too? It's like yes, boom, and they're they're down. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, and, and if
1: anybody says, you know what, Musk has such a wild imagination, how could he ever make any of this happen, right? Yeah, they said that before Tesla. Okay, so he did that. <laughs> uh, they said that before SpaceX. Uh, okay, so he did that. You know, now it's Mars, right? Yep. So I, yep. I'm never yep. going to bet that against this guy. You know, and,
3: <laughs> and one of the reasons why they actually did the platform barge uh, in the ocean was t- uh, for the technology that would have to be developed for landing on Mars, Oh, really? You know, because of the, you want to have a redeployable units, and you want to land them and save them, and and it has to be, uh, you know, somewhat intelligent enough to, so that it could pick its own spot. Yep. And 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 the yeah. variable landscape and stuff. Yeah. So I
2: thought you were saying there were oceans on Mars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, no. <laughs> uh, maybe
3: maybe there are. Uh, by the
2: way, they, I they can,
3: want to come back too, eh? From, yeah. they go to Mars, they want to
1: come.
0: Yeah, back. Uh, I course. have yeah. to highly recommend the series Mars that's on TV right now. That, it gets. G- are you sure? I mean, it's okay, but it gets sort of repetitive. And it it does to some uh, extent. But what it does yes. you know, what's fascinating, it's it is fascinating. It is there is a lot of fascinating stuff in there. It balances between 2016. Yes. And 2037, 37, 37, I think, I think yeah. it is, yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's imaginary, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's, what's fascinating is to see how they imagine the steps unfolding so that they could colonize.
3: Yep, and the difficulties they run into, there's exactly. deaths,
0: and it's actually drama, and uh, yeah. it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely fascinating. Okay, what of the other things, guys? And let's see how many of them we have. How many iPhones do we have in the studio? One. I think one two, two. <laughs> okay now ed and and shane you don't have iPhones that's correct i'm an android user you're an android have you ever had an iphone uh well in my bag powered off when i have to troubleshoot you <laughs> okay. know you okay. know
3: when cuz i don't have all the menus you know memorized i think i almost do now but you okay.
0: know okay yeah, android yeah android have you had a, ever had a, an android iphone It's always been no windows or android that's interesting, because today is the 10th anniversary, or this week, pardon me. Was this the, week, yeah, earlier was this it, week. Earlier this week was the yep. 10th anniversary of the iPhone being uh, oh. launched.
2: Wow. And I, I can't remember that believe date. Yeah. it's been 10 years. There, I can't believe it. Isn't
0: it. There was a fascinating article also online about, uh, I think I've seen it as a matter of fact, about the things that have been made obsolete by the iPhone. Things like, uh, you know, independent GPS... Yep. Uh, Stopwatch. Yeah.
3: Tom, Tom and
2: stopwatches. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Cameras. What
3: Cameras. other things
0: can you think of?
4: Calculators. Calculators. Calculators.
3: Earbuds. I mean, wired
0: earbuds. But that's you know.
4: Recipe right. books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> books,
0: books. Yeah. Books. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That's books, true. Period. It's just fascinating how much has oh, changed. The cassette player. The tape player. Oh know. yes, yes. Uh, well, yes iPods. For MP3 better. players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All of that movies. obsolesced by this one invention that has gone on to, I mean, just change the, you know, the face of communications. And it wasn't ways. really
1: the invention. There were smartphones before that.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll come the back and talk ones. about how you <laughs> how you
1: uh, look at innovation.
0: Welcome back to the Internet Advisor. Well, Mike Stead, who's our engineer, was reminding me of one other thing that the 10-year-old iPhone obsolesced, and that was flashlights.
2: Ah, oh, yes, oh, that's I would
0: never have thought of that, but that's true. Yeah, Shane, I'm curious, why never, why never an iPhone?
4: Uh, well, for, well, while, for a while, there was resistance.
2: <laughs> he has too much respect for
4: his money. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, I've been, you been such a... You I've, could buy three Androids for the same know, price as an iPhone. True, and I've been right? such a fan, a, a Microsoft fanboy for all my life, you know? It's, it's yeah. hard. Yeah.
0: And it's also painful, therefore, that we don't really have good Windows phones to go to.
4: It, it is, and that's why I've, I've got the Android now, finally. So I'm... I'm I'm about so, to make
0: that step. My wife's Windows phone is close to being done.
4: Well, I have just the phone for you,
1: but we'll, we'll come back. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yes, I want to get to that quick. So when you think about the iPhone real quickly, um, it, again, it, there, were, there were smartphones before the iPhone. Yes, He yes. just perfected it, made it easy to use, and put the whole ecosystem where you had a lot of apps. That, yep, I think, right? is
0: a big part of it, and yes. And that's
1: the exact same reason that, in reverse, that the Macs never took off was because Windows, they had all these developers out there developing, and oh, Apple point. restricted all of that and said only Apple can develop software for the oh, Mac.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha.
1: Right? And so because of that, there wasn't a lot of software out there for the Mac, and, and it was expensive, and they controlled everything. It was vertically integrated, where, you know, this is just the opposite now. Yeah. So with the iPhone, but it, they're more expensive, and uh, they're, what, 20% of the global market. That's right
4: incredible. Android's 80%. Uh, but when's the last time you spent 800 bucks on a phone? Yeah, well... I mean, we just don't oh, do the it. last time I bought an iPhone. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't, otherwise, you don't, you don't, yeah. but I, don't,
2: otherwise I spend, don't think I'll be buying another one. Otherwise, yeah. you just spent $400 really? for an Android, you know? It's, <laughs> it, there's a lot of conversation going on in my head right now about what my next phone's going to be. Yeah. Uh, because I've been an iPhone user since the beginning. Since yeah. the first one. I can't yeah. believe it's been 10 years. And there's so many more options available to me now, hardware-wise, on the Android side, for half the half yep. the, i mean there are premium android phones certainly but sure. you know one of the phones i wanted to tell you about was one that i saw at ces well, let's
0: jump right into it sure, we, we let's can talk about the atmosphere of ces but let's go right into that right That's
2: so so the phone in, in question is from a company called Coolpad, and they're mm. you know uh, nobody in the u.s has ever heard of them but they've been overseas for a while i guess and they are bringing to the u.s uh, a phone called the conjure uh c-o-n-j-r and it's a it's a basically an Entry levelish uh, Android phone, but it has like a metal body, so it's very nice looking. It has a fingerprint reader in the on the backside. Um, it has three gigabytes of RAM, which again is kind of unusual on an entry level phone. Wow! Uh, and you know, and it's memory expandable and so forth. And it's priced at one seventy nine. One hundred seventy you know? nine dollars. Yeah. So and it's now again, it's a five inch screen. It's not huge, okay. but um, I think this is indication of where we're starting to go in the in the phone market where. Up last year, you could buy a phone for two hundred dollars, uh, and it would be decent, but it would be kind of plastic and very entry level. Now we're starting to see at that same price point, you're able to get something that's kind of luxurious seeming and kind of nice, yeah. and you know, you still you don't have to pay six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars for a phone to get a decent model. So. Wow.
0: Um, it's, where, where is this out of? Is this out of uh, China?
2: Uh, I think it is. Yeah. And again, okay. I think they're starting to, like a lot of these companies, they're starting to make inroads into um, the, American, the market. American market. You'll only be able to get this on Amazon uh, initially. And I think it ships oh. in about a week from now. So, you know, this is this is where we're going. And I, my personally, I don't know if I could see... Justifying spending six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars on an iPhone. When you get anything else here. When I get all the same features, um, you know, I
0: just Is it an Android phone?
2: It is an Android it, phone. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Now will an Olo clip
1: fit on that. <laughs> you know, the, the the lens to make the camera. If not that one, then some that... other one will. Yeah. And, you know,
0: okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is kind of, that's interesting. It's kind of the nose of the camel in the tent in some ways. Uh
2: yeah, it's it's inter- it's just it's amazing how cheap everything is getting, you know, and phones I think are starting to you know, uh uh, I want not Acer. Um, Asus, I think, is also anyway. Somebody else has a two hundred dollar model that they debuted at the show. I'll find it uh, here in my list. And um, again, same kind of thing where it's going to have like a metal body and just really some yeah. very premium features for for two hundred bucks. You know, nice yeah. quality camera. Unrocked. Yeah, good camera.
4: Yeah. Two good cameras. Yeah, and that's important to me, camera. Yeah, because it's replaced my camera. I don't own a camera anymore. Yeah, exactly same thing. So I've got to have a good camera on my phone.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm fascinated. How did you find this needle in the haystack of CES?
2: <laughs> That's a great question, actually. So I'm lucky enough, being a, a member of the media, that um, there's a couple of big media parties that happen, uh, one on the first night and one on the second. Yeah. Um, one is called Digital Experience and one is called Showstoppers, where basically a bunch of uh, vendors get together in a in a you know, a ballroom or a couple of ballrooms and they just set up their little booths and it's for members of the media to kind of go around and sample some of the, the, you know, the best of the show or at least some of the most noteworthy things. You know, these companies, it's like the little mini auto show basically where, you know, these vendors pay to to show off their stuff. And so this was one of the things that I saw there. And a couple of the other things that I spotted were at these these little private events because CES is so enormous that to walk around and see everything and be able to kind of pluck these things out on my own, it would take a week. That, that's minimum. always what's
0: fascinating, man. You've come back with some great things. And I've wondered, how in the world you, were you just like wandering <laughs> down the La, 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 la. Oh, that looks interesting.
2: Sometimes you, you just, you know, okay. I, I randomly stumble across things that are cool, definitely. But uh, it, it's nice to kind of have these things under one roof.
0: Now, let's talk about some of the other things that you came back with. Now, that that, that is fascinating. And then you had a few other things that you were looking, including uh, we're still working on getting this video up. Yeah. But did you come back from CES with that?
2: Well, I didn't come from CES with that. I've actually had this for, for a little while,
0: but it's... We're it... pointing at a drone, folks. Sorry. Yeah,
2: so... <laughs> Here, I'll hold it up. Uh, so this is this is a drone uh, made by a company called JJRC. And again, it's out of China. It's The model number is H37, but it has the adorable nickname of Elfie. It's the Elfie drone. And it's a pocket drone, meaning the rotors Literally. fold up to not much larger than really like a pocket camera... And, um, you know, it's... Great little drone controlled by your phone or your tablet. It uh, has a built-in camera. It has built-in running lights and a couple of other really nice features. And it's 50 bucks. I mean, it's $50. You can get it from any number of different vendors on and, Amazon or eBay.
0: Yeah, Gary and I took videos of this, and we just, yep. uh, it was at the beginning of the show, so we haven't had a chance to post it yet. But we will post it. By the way, we'll also post links to these other products as well. What's fascinating about this is I'm looking across the studio here. It's about the size of your I- of your iPhone, isn't it?
2: It is it's in, terms of, uh, in terms of about the size of a smartphone, maybe yeah. maybe twice as thick. You yeah, know? but
0: the thickness is a little. But it's light. It's so it's light. Half so you think the it could not possibly
2: drone. fly? It weighs nothing. It's I know. incredible. In the ounces, in the ounces. yeah. Oh, for sure, it's in the ounces. Yes. So, um, so this is a great example, though, of what I saw a lot of at the show, which was a, a ton of drones. Uh, in fact, my my <laughs> colleague uh, Dave Johnson says that we're we're actually rapidly, you know, past the tipping point where there's no way that that. Um, the market can support all these different drone makers because mm-hmm. there's so many makes and models and different sizes and configurations, and there's just... It's too much. But... Um this drone, it's the form factor of this. I think is what we're going to start to see a lot more of, and, yes. and it's already starting to take on a nickname of the selfie drone.
0: I was going to. I asked you when you walked in, is that a selfie drone? Right. Because, because I've seen images of those.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of products now that are kind of this form factor that you can just kind of like toss up into the air, and yep. they'll hover there six feet and six feet up or ten feet up, and take photos of you or video of you that you can then instantly share, and then yeah. it will just come down and land. And that's its only function yep. uh, is just to fly up and take selfies of you that's one example this one is a full feature drone it'll fly around and do whatever you want um but there are drones that follow you around yeah there so are let's so explain that at the high a little bit higher up there's a model called the dobby D-O-B-B-Y, which is $400. It's really about the same size as this, but it has some of those advanced features where it has like facial recognition, and it will follow you around. Oh, my word. And, uh, or you can plot points that you want it to fly. Who like needs paparazzi
0: map. anymore? Oh,
2: it's amazing. And and so this is interesting to me, because now we're, they've managed to take what used to be something fairly large mm-hmm. uh, and shrink it down to be fairly small. Where yeah, it's the price of entry gets low, the ease of use gets you know very simple, and yeah, this is just cool <laughs> okay, toys. Cool
3: toys. So there's two things I want to find out if if they were at CES. Um, I want to know if they make like a Roomba snowblower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Ed. Let's go patent that right now. <laughs> yeah. oh I have not seen word. an autonomous word? snowblower yet. That yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, yeah that needs to happen, that, especially
3: absolutely. here in Michigan. And the other one is uh, something about maybe a combination of drone slash Roomba, you know, <laughs> that would be kind of cool.
0: <laughs> like so you fly- do your walls for you? Well, you
2: know, these do these things do kick up quite a lot of dust when they take off, right? So <laughs> oh, you just fly oh, it low oh, to the ground
3: yeah, and it'll
0: just blow just everything into everything the, corner. in the corners. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Rick, when we come back, I want to talk about 3D printers. Yes. Because you had an interesting example and the Lenovo Smart Assistant. I want to find out what that particular beast is as well. This is Rick Breuter with us here in the studio. You're listening to the Internet Advisor. Just scratching the surface of having a whole lot of fun with Rick Breuder, <laughs> our gadget guy back from CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And uh, Rick, uh, you know, one of the things, I, can you give us kind of your, before we get to talking about some more specific things, What's your overall feeling of, of CES? A lot of people have kind of had this, you know, it's really run out of its usefulness, and there were, you know, no big deals this year. Who
2: said that? I thought it was... It's You know what? Everybody's got their opinion uh, on uh, wow. this. And, you know, the if you judge by the attendance, I think they had 177,000 this Ooh-wee. year, which I don't know if that was a record, but if not, it had to be fairly close. Yeah, And it was mobbed. I mean, it was really hard to get, you cannot believe the okay. amount of people think auto show times 10, you know, it was wow. just absolutely crazy. Um, was there anything earth shattering to see? No, I think we're kind of past the point of there being anything earth shattering in technology. Right. Yeah. We're seeing evolution of everything. Yes. So in fact, if you listen to this same show that we did together a year ago, when yep. I came back from CES, I said there were four categories that I thought were, were very big at the show. Smart home, uh drones, VR, and 3D printing. And I think of those, 3D printing probably shrank a little bit. I didn't see as much of oh. that this year, um, although there were definitely improvements in the category. No. But um Smart Home is just exploding right now.
0: Let's jump off on Smart Home because one of the things you brought back as a particular of interest was the Lenovo Smart Assistant. And boy, this year we've seen a lot with Alexa. And uh, all of these other you know expansions of basically that that uh, little digital personal <laughs> assistant everywhere
2: right, so if there's been one tech story, I think in all of two thousand and sixteen, it was amazon's echo yep. uh, you know the yep. uh, which is powered by Alexa, so instead right. of you saying you know hey Siri or whatever you say Alexa, do this, do that and um, this was one of my favorite products of the year, you know the echo and then the echo dot, which is fifty That's bucks right, right. and what we saw at CES was just about every company that I can think of was offering some kind of Alexa integration in their uh, product. So whether it was a speaker, it was a lamp, it was a refrigerator, it was a TV, whatever it a was. A light bulb. <laughs> you, honestly, you name it. Uh, yeah. had le- it wasn't itself in a, a copycat product of yeah, Amazon's, yeah, yeah. but it just had Alexa integration. So you could oh, say to okay. it, Alexa, blah, 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 do this, do that. So... And I, think, and, and I think this is great, actually, because I think this is a, an idea whose time has come that you can issue a vocal command to just about anything, anywhere, and get a response. It works so well. And I think Amazon is the winner in this category by far. They've got the ecosystem in place. They've got the technology. It's okay. working. It's great. Everybody loves it. Um, Google's trying to do their thing with Google Home, right. um, but they don't have the platform yet. It's just not there yet. Apple is nowhere uh, on this. They've got Siri, but they don't have any kind of smart home product. So anyway, there's a lot of that at CES, and
0: I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. What was it. unique about the you know, a Lenovo uh, Smart Assistant that So Lenovo's
2: Smart Assistant is just their version of the Amazon Echo. So it's, I got it. Um, it's the same kind of thing where it's sort of a little uh, monolithic uh, speaker that's designed to sit somewhere in your home, and it runs on Alexa, so it's the, basically a similar product in that respect, but it's $129 instead of $170. So, really, they're just competing on price with a similar product. And don't they use uh, Amazon's Alexa technology? Exactly, yeah. exactly. It is ba- the same product, so you'll, you you invoke it the same way by saying, Alexa, dot, 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 and, but just at a lower price point.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the things that we, we've talked about in the past, uh, and I would imagine there's a fair amount of, although I haven't heard you talk an awful lot about this, are watches, uh, smart watches. One in particular, you have the Misfit Vapor. Yeah, so I would be a little nervous (laughs) with vapor. It's a vaporware, and suddenly the next year wouldn't be any good. It wouldn't be there.
2: Well, you know, so Misfit is a weird kind of brand because they they've been making fitness trackers for a long time, uh, very very inexpensively. I mean, it's barely you know it's just this little electronic gadget that has no face or anything like that that you wear on your wrist, but it syncs with your phone and it has little LEDs on it, and that's about all. Um, With the vapor, I think they're getting you know they're starting to make a big push and develop a product that's closer to a. Um, a smartwatch, even though it, I don't think it does notifications and all that, but it has built-in GPS and um, uh, lot, all kinds of fitness track, you know, fitness capabilities and mm-hmm. a screen and all that good stuff. And it's going to be like 199 bucks, and it looks really, really cool. So, it, you know, I'm sad to see that the whole smartwatch category seems to be in limbo, yeah. whereas fitness trackers are still on the rise. You know, Fitbit had new products at the show. Oh, really? Okay. I think so. Or they had new products recently. I don't yeah, know. If recently, they, had they did. The yeah. Show.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Well, didn't they also just recently buy the watch? What oh, was... Pebble.
2: Pebble. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. Pebble's done. Pebble's mm-hmm. gone. It's over. Yeah, it's <laughs> it for Pebble. So yeah, Fitbit bought up their assets, and there's no more Pebble uh, smartwatches anymore. So I don't know. You know, I didn't wear my Apple Watch to the show. I left it home on purpose because I didn't want to have to charge it and other reasons, and I missed it. I missed it a lot, you know. I just, I think somebody's got to get this right because this is a product category. I like the way exist. you put
0: that. Somebody's got to get this yeah. right. I think yeah. so too. <laughs> now, one thing I know, Ed, you are fascinated by 3D printing, and uh, you came back with uh, a very interesting something called the I Do 3D.
2: Yes, this is barely a 3D printer. This is actually kind of a kid's toy almost. But it's the same basic concept where um, you're actually making a mold of something. Let's, call it, let's use a, a Lego brick as an example. And once you make that mold, then you stick it in this machine and, and this thing like squirts resin into that mold. And now it, you know, and then it dries and hardens. And, and now you've got yourself a, a perfect duplicate of that Lego brick. And this thing's going to be like $60. Bucks. Uh, so, kind of a neat product and a little variation on the 3D printing theme.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. So, and and so instead of using, um, you know, the printer technology that sweeps left and right and the table loads, uh, raises or lowers. What you're talking about is where it creates a mold, and then you inject it, and you can reuse that mold over and over again.
2: Exactly. It really, it literally is an injection mold type of system that's for kids. To, right. You know. I mean, if if
3: you wanted to make uh, with these. Th- with these uh, 3D printers, a lot of times, once you make something, you want to show it off and give it to several people. I'm not going to sit for an hour after. And, and you know, if I want to make a dozen of these, i got to sit 12 hours and then keep on refilling a spooler. <laughs> yeah. But if you can make one mold and then inject it, I mean, that's that's
0: pretty cool. That's that a nice take cool. on it. Yeah. What, what was the thing you saw at the show, that, uh, 3D printing, that kind of blew your mind. Right,
2: so this was a 3D printer much higher end. I think this thing was like $3,500, and um, but it it also used a kind of a resin type of thing, um, and I can't even describe it. It wasn't an injection mold, it wasn't a traditional 3D printer. I'm, I'm a little vague on the actual technology, but the end result is similar to what you get from a 3D printer, and some of the, one of the things they were showing me was that like a link chain. It was like 10 links long, and like green glowy resin. It looked really cool and futuristic, but it was just a chain. But I'm pulling on this thing with all my might. It would not break. It was just so cool that this machine made a chain. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so excited about it. It was just
0: links cool. all bound <laughs> all linked together, together. yes um, Yes, amazing
2: fascinating,
1: so one So of the things that of th- immediately thought of when i saw of that they had announced it at the show, and I thought, "Oh, come on! This goes way beyond what anyone would ever think is important." And then I realized, "Wait a minute! As a parent with a young child, the Grush toothbrush." Oh man! You know, it's it's a what video, was that? It's called a Grush. That and, sounds gross. And <laughs> it does. Basically, <laughs> it uh, it's it's a video game hooked up to your smartphone and. Kids, if they brush their teeth long enough, they they beat all the baddies and they get badges. And it's I'll for people done. that are hooked on video games. And I'm thinking, how you know, we had to fight our kids to to make sure they brushed out all their teeth and make sure
2: that they spend yeah, enough,
0: spend time, enough doing time doing it. Doing it yeah.
1: And now a if video you can game does
2: gamify that. something yeah. like that. I think. Yeah. yeah I think. But you know, we I did see some smart products that were ridiculous beyond belief, like a smart hairbrush. From like Cornell yes, of about all the that, oh that was God. the talk of the show because everybody was thinking like, okay, this has gone too far now. Like it's a hairbrush that tells you if you're brushing your hair too hard or something like that. And then ten more strokes, ten every, more strokes. Every woman <laughs> I mentioned this to went, oh, you know, like, yeah, I like oh, unless no. it's not for us guys. <laughs> yeah. you know, this is so, for the yeah. ladies, and I'm like, oh, you know, I could use that. You yeah, know, that, <laughs> like, that was kind uh, of my uh, parent uh, comment. Okay, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: Oh wow, well. uh, Rick, I uh, want to make sure. Uh, Mike Brendan is coming up with Tech News and headlines there. Before we close off the hour, I want to make sure if you've got any particular kind of bargain that you want to any because you're Mister Cheapskate.
2: That's true. Well, I think the drone that I mentioned earlier to it's you, the probably... Elfie, is kind of like my my hot oh. bargain right now because it's not like a sale thing that you can only just get it for a limited time. It's fifty bucks from Amazon or eBay or wherever. Um, I will let's go back to the show. One quick thing because there was the other talk of the show was this LG TV that measures like point. Two millimeters thick. Oh, you yes. heard about this? Yes. Is, is it curved? Is it's, that no, one of the it's curved. Designed it's designed to hang up on a wall, and it's, it's like—I the- mean, hear what I'm saying. It's like two millimeters oh, wow. thick. It's like a poster that you hang on your wall. Wow. And the technology is like, oh my god, I cannot believe we can do this. Okay. And then I think, like, why do I care? You know that this is so thin. I'm not looking at the side of the TV. I'm looking at the front of the TV. So I just want a good picture, and that's not like five thousand dollars. I don't care if it's thin. Uh, so. Does this I think, but,
3: but you know, but I think you started it off correctly. It's almost like wallpaper, and at some point, it will be it like will. wallpaper. You're absolutely right. You know, that's, that's fascinating.
0: True. That's okay. true. So, well, how how big was the size of this TV?
2: I don't know the the it was, but it was a decent size. You know, big. maybe it was like sixty inches or something like that. It was it was big, and it just had a ribbon cable coming from the bottom. That was the only cord. Incredible. So it would really very much blend in with your decor.
0: Oh boy! All right, this is Rick Breuter with us here in the studio. <laughs> Mike Brennan coming up with the headlines from Tech News.